Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. And our panelist today is Dr. Delon Canterbury, PharmD, board-certified geriatric pharmacist and president-CEO of Geriatrics Incorporated, G-E-R-I-A-T-R-X Incorporated. And uh, I just, he, was, uh, he was on the screen. I, I'm not sure if any of you can see it, but he was kind of on the sideways or upside down. I thought he was on the space shuttle calling me because I know he's really busy, and I said maybe he's working with NASA now too. <laughs> but his screen uh, or, organized itself, and he got everything right. So uh, today's discussion is preventing overprescribing medications with geriatrics, his company. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Oh, great, great, great. Yeah, so I'm really happy to have you on today. Uh, this is something that, you know, really is, uh, we know that uh, pharmaceutical mishaps or people, you know, taking two medica- medications, because I'm going to even t- sometimes lead to death is one of the leading causes of death in the country right now. And mm-hmm. so I'm really glad that you have a company that's addressing that issue and is really at the forefront of making sure that we protect our, um, you know, people, our veterans, especially our seniors in society. So your service is going to the nation as a whole. But, as, you know, our veterans are really important to us on the show, too. So tell us a little bit about this. What What is it that you want people to know about this overprescribing? Over-prescri- yeah. So, again, thank you so, so much for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, there is really a lot of ground to cover with overprescribing, and it's exactly why I started Geriatrics. We are a pharmacist-led telehealth company that focuses on medication deprescribing, so finding ways to get patients safely off of their medications um, for people of all ages. We firmly believe that people in our country are just grossly over-medicated, uh, from seniors to really any age group. And so the risk of harm almost increases when you take more than five medications, which can lead to hospital visits, unnecessary side effects that could have been avoided in the first place, and really a lower quality of life. So there are so many levels that pharmacists can help, really help families get their loved ones off of medications. But more importantly, take the headache for those caregivers that are wondering, is it really the meds that they're on or is it just how they are? And it's tough to know sometimes. So that's where we come in as a concierge pharmacist service to help providers, families, and patients alike to get off of harmful medications. Oh, fantastic. Um, so what, what are some of the common things you see? You know, because um, I know barbiturates are a particular problem in the country and uh, opioids, of course, <laughs> you know, that's a opioid epidemic that's going on right now. But, you know, sure. so so what, what are some of the common things that you see? You know, to be honest, it it's really people just taking everyday medications. It, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, an opioid or a benzodiazepine, mm-hmm. but it could be people just taking medications forever, and they don't realize that it could be an end date in sight. 
You know, it doesn't have to be a lifelong sentence of taking pills forever and ever. There are ways that we can truly assess continuously with your provider. Um, do you really still need the medication? It could be a simple blood pressure medication. It could be a cholesterol medication. And so when it comes to what we see in practice, it's a number of issues. And what we also don't understand sometimes in the general population is that when we're younger, our, our bodies can take all types of mayhem and madness when it comes to these drugs. But when we get a bit older, our bodies change, you know, so that means our responses to medications change. And when they change, they have higher risk of side effects. They have higher risk of having drugs last longer than they were intended to in the body. And in some cases, uh, there's just a sensitivity for you being older. And so what was once relatively safe, you know, 20, 30 years ago, can now be potentially completely harmful depending on your health conditions. And so that's the, the level of finesse and kind of expertise that we offer is that you could be on three to five medications, but some people forget about, you know, the one and two painkillers they use for their shoulder or an herbal supplement they've been taking for years and they don't realize that it's contributing to some of their symptoms of, for instance, stomach upset. Mm -hmm. And so it's a, it's a multi-layer approach. Uh, but honestly, it's, it's all types of medications. It, I've seen people have overdosed on aspirin, thinking that, hey, I'm using a, a certain dose for heart protection, and I'm using a higher dose for uh, pain resolution, and not realizing that they're two of the same ingredients in <laughs> two different packages. <laughs> so it could be as simple as that. It could be you being on a heartburn medication that, can unfortunately contribute to what's called uh, a change in, in cognition or a change mm -hmm. in mind state. In mind and state. something as simple as a Benadryl over-the-counter or, in some cases, uh, certain uh, antacids, it can really spiral someone who has dementia, for instance, out of control, and it can right. completely right. worsen their symptoms. So it could be one drug. It could be five drugs. It could be ten drugs. But that's where the pharmacist can come in and really dive in with the team, with the patient, with the family especially, and pinpoint, hey, this could be problematic. Hey, this could be taken off safely, or maybe we should consider having the dose to see if she responds better. So that's where we come in. Yeah, because, you know, one of the things that you said uh, I think it's really important to emphasize, you know, is, is that the uh, body over time changes in its response to a medication. Because when we think about, you know, uh, side effects of medications and that kind of thing, we think about drug-drug interaction. So it's not just that. It's it's also yeah. just how our bodies are responding to this medication, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah, it's a number of issues that can come up. It could be a drug-disease state interaction. It could be a drug-age interaction. Mm -hmm. It could be a drug and, hey, your kidneys aren't that great, so we got to change the drug or change the dose. So there are, there are so many levels to it. So you're right on I'm saying that. Yeah. So, you know, so how, how does some, someone uh, sort of approach this? Because I'm thinking about, you know, those people who uh, have – things like um, Alzheimer's disease or have other, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, chronic medical conditions uh, where the drug may be, I, I, I don't know, exacerbating the symptoms. I, I, you know, mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. a potential there 
uh, you know, if, if you were taking uh, things like, uh, as you were mentioning before, benzodiazepines and a person already has, you know, sensory right. problems and that kind of thing, you know, so, mm -hmm. so those things are also probably an issue as well. Yeah. And so what can help the patient out or their family is to keep a current and ongoing list on their person and bring that list to their doctors, you know, whether it's a, a monthly or annual visit. There is something covered by Medicare, which is called the annual wellness visit. So people who have Medicare can get this annual wellness check with their provider completely covered, and they're supposed to go through thoroughly and assess the medications. Now, whether certain medications are still appropriate or even needed, the patient does have to do a little bit of homework and see, hey, is this necessary? And that's where the level of advocacy that I feel patients may be missing when it comes to some of the holes in the healthcare system. They may not know what if it's okay to ask, hey, can I actually stop this? And that's where educating is at the forefront of what we do with our company, Geriatrics. Right. And so having a current med list is so crucial. It helps your team out. It helps the providers out. Mm -hmm. And then having someone to thoroughly go through and check for interactions is the second piece of that annual wellness visit. And that's something that doctors can do, but this is what the pharmacist's secret weapon is. And this is what our special service is for our patients, is we do that annual visit, that medication review, mm -hmm. to look out for some of those errors. And then, again, it, just being the right, in the right place at the right time, how to ask questions on when can I stop this? Is it still necessary? Is there an end date in time? Um, what can we do if I change some lifestyle habits or nutrition? Can I get off of one or two meds if I, you know, change some habits? Those are the type of open dialogues that you want to have with your provider going forward to just get the idea of getting people off of meds they may not need. And unfortunately, especially when I work with patients who may be suffering with movement disorders or, or memory loss, the patient themselves aren't the ones who are going to be able to advocate for themselves. So you have to have the caregiver, the ones who are really looking for them and looking at them every day, uh, to really ask those questions and have that pharmacist at their side to get them the best help. That makes a lot of sense because one of the things that, you know, I see that happens many times is that, you know, a person goes to an emergency room, they go to a doctor, they go to another person, a, a specialist, and they are not communicating necessarily, or the person changes doctors, they go from one doctor to the next, and uh, mm -hmm. and they uh, they just keep everything, keep you know, so people have a tendency just to write all the medications, keep these going <laughs> without, you know, changing the, you know, the formulation, and then uh, they pick up a medication from someone else that the other person doesn't know about. So that can mm -hmm. be very, very dangerous, you know, um, when mm -hmm. you have multiple providers uh, giving you medications. It's, it's a sad story. And this is actually one of our hallmark cases, our patient scenarios that happened with our, our clients. Mm -hmm. She was in and out of a nursing home. She had multiple specialists looking at her. So she had a family doctor, neurologist, a dementia doctor, uh, a cardiovascular doctor. And all of them are writing different prescriptions. And so a lot of times we assume that, well, all the doctors should know they wrote it. But that's not true. And honestly, they don't usually have the systems in place to have communication between insurance companies, your provider, and your pharmacy. So when you don't have that trifecta of communication and there is no record from your neurologist and what your cardiovascular doctor prescribed, 
it could put the patient in harm's way. And it happens way too often. And this is where our patient, we'll call her Miss Smith, was actually on 36 medications. Okay. She was on 36 medications. Like it made absolutely no sense. And it was because there were so many different doctors and physicians writing for scripts and they didn't know what one was doing with the other. We were able to get her down to eight medications with our medication review. And she was suffering from dementia, confusion, uh, irritability, chronic constipation, um, really was just described by her loved ones as being a walking zombie. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine wow. what the power of a pharmacist can do if you have had him in the process before all these prescriptions were written? Mm-hmm. And so with this patient case, we were able to get her down to eight and we were able to keep her from being involuntarily admitted into a nursing home because her family thought it was her and not the medication. Right. right. So our company saved her well over six figures and managed to get her life back to what it was before all those meds. Fantastic. That's a great success story. <laughs> and and one other thing, too, I see people doing. I remember, you know, seeing a, uh, a case when I was uh, actually when I was in medical school but a mm-hmm. person that um, came in who had uh, dropped her hemoglobin down to like five, <laughs> and she was oh. uh, she uh, had you know palms were white. She was African American. Palms were white, and underneath her tongue was really. And what ended up happening was that she took some penicillin, so she had you know a, a reaction to it. But we said, what you know what what is going on? So you know you can actually have haptan formation and you know lysed up red blood cells. But uh, yeah. but but the thing is, is that we said, well, where did you get this uh, medication from? And she said, oh, it was uh, my uh, grandfather's medication. Uh, he was in World War II. <laughs> so this thing was on the on the shelf for like 30, 40 years. <laughs> and she ended up taking it. <laughs> and uh, what? and this this wow. is what happened. So that that's a you know uh, so outdated medications always stuck in my mind that you know you have to wow. make sure you check these prescriptions and and make sure you're mm-hmm. um, doing the uh, the right thing <laughs> when you're taking them and not taking other people's medications. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't take other people's medications, please, for the love of God. Yeah. Um, but wow, I can't imagine. Uh, that's that's an amazing story. That's that's terrible. But um, <laughs> yeah, she did well. <laughs> you know, we gave a transfusion. She did okay. But it was just mm-hmm. the you know. It was like, wow, <laughs> you know, just seeing something like that happen that didn't have to. And so, you know, do you have a website or someplace people can go to just to start getting some more information? But we have a little bit more time with you. But I just wanted to make sure you sure. get that out there a couple of times. Yeah. So our company's name is Geriatrics. That's G-E-R-I-A-T-R-X, as in X-ray, dot org. Mm-hmm. So we are based out in Durham. But we can do coaching and consulting for families just like this all across the U.S. And so we're able to support people. Uh, you can also follow us online on social media. We have tons of free content, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Just follow us at Geriatrics, which is, again, G-E-R-I-A-T-R-X as an X-ray. Fantastic, yeah. And, and, and you know, and especially if you're a caregiver, because uh, you were mentioning that a family described uh, that one uh, great success story you had as being uh, almost like zombie-like. And yeah. you can imagine if people are there and they don't even go to the medical appointments, and it's like, well, it says on a bottle, give this person this medication three times, 
and I just know I'll go to the pharmacy, I pick it up, I give it to them. You know, that can mm-hmm. be a really dangerous loop, too, uh, that they uh, just are perpetuating what you're saying uh, by not realizing what, uh, you know, what the doctor's saying or having asked the right questions. Because how can mm-hmm. you ask the right questions if you are in that kind of uh, mental state when you're going to see them? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's another part of the coin is that yeah. it's not always necessarily the provider or prescriber's fault. It, yeah. It's it's a part of the entire health system that's mm-hmm. broken. We yeah. grossly mm-hmm. underuse pharmacists in the prescribing setting. We don't even use them. Uh, and if we're the drug experts, wouldn't you want someone on your team just making sure everything you prescribe is accurate? Mm-hmm. And and that's, again, the patients, again, they are dealing with a health sickness or condition, and they want relatively a, a quick resolution. So mm-hmm. a lot of times providers feel compelled to prescribe something just to make sure the patient has something. And that's also a fine line uh, to toe. However, we don't want to put people in harm's way. And so you'd be surprised to know that most pharmacists don't even want people on medications, like period. We want you off ASAP. And so what I'm trying to do is show that this is our power. Like, this is our secret weapon. Why not have the drug expert literally look at your loved one and say, you're on five drugs that are causing issues. What are we doing to get you off? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, Providers may not have the time in that visit of 20 minutes to answer all those questions. Mm-hmm. So this is really a twofold benefit for providers and patients' families where having that pharmacist basically in your pocket, uh, which is what we offer with geriatrics, can literally save a life. And we have been saving lives since we've been founded. Yeah, so what are your views on genetic testing from pharmaceuticals? You know, I see a lot of mm-hmm. these companies coming up now doing uh, testing and that kind of thing. Uh, but what kind of views do you have on that? I have uh, very excited views on genetic okay. testing. I'm a huge fan of the use of looking at your body a little more closely uh, to really figure out if there's any medications that we can avoid or use to better avoid any potential risk. So genetic testing is actually a part of our geriatric service. Mm -hmm. We embody that into our medication review. So every patient who works with us has to have a genetic test. And the reason is the science is sound. The science is there. So here's what usually happens in medicine, right? Mm -hmm. We literally say, you know, 100 people scrape their knee during a marathon and everyone's in pain and they're their knee. We give them all one medication. And then what really happens is 30%, you know, they do fine with one. The other 30%, they, uh, they actually need two or three because their knee still hurts, right? And then there's like a smaller 15 10% that completely can't take that medication, right? Because it will cause some kind of side effect or harm or it just has no benefit, okay? So imagine, this is how we literally practice medicine today. That's what we do. And so we know that there are people who may not do well, who may need more, who may need a whole different drug. So why rely on this outdated trial and error model of healthcare where we can literally test your genes before you take the medicine and then we know, okay, you shouldn't take that, take this. Mm-hmm. And that could save you what? Months of refills, months of time wasted. Uh, months of money you spent trying to get pain something and suffering. that ain't working, <laughs> right. pain and suffering because it ain't even being treated right. Huh. So 
the power of genetic testing is so important. In fact, it's one of my passions as well, because a lot of people in our our minority communities don't even know this is available. Mm -hmm. They don't even realize that this is something that a lot of our other counterparts have access to. And especially now that it's covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and TRICARE, there's no reason not to use it. So I feel everyone should honestly get some type of genetic drug screen, which we do offer as well with geriatrics, with a kit that's literally just a cheek swab, no blood sample. It's shipped straight to your home, and you're able to get results in about two weeks of what medications to avoid. So that's almost like Ancestry or 23andMe, you know, one of those genetic (laughs) tests. (laughs) Similar, but not not quite. They look at different (laughs) things. We're looking at literally which which drugs will break down and how and how your body would likely respond. The whole point of this is looking at ways to avoid risk. And the prime example I I see a lot of are you know really common blood thinner like Plavix, okay, which is a clopidogrel, which is used for keeping your blood loose so you don't have any clots. There was actually a terrible event in Hawaii where a lawsuit was filed because the makers of the drug failed to share with providers that there was a genetic implication to using this medication, (laughs) meaning that people of Asian ancestry had nearly a 30% chance of having no response because of their genes. They didn't tell providers to test for genetics. And so that led to Hawaiians dying and having reoccurring strokes and heart attacks. Because there wasn't a genetic test. Wow. Well, you could have put something else in place that would have saved them from that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They could have at least tried a different drug, or had they told them to get a test before they write the script, they can know for sure, okay, you shouldn't take this because of your genes and your body. So it's a real thing. It has great utility across a number of health conditions, and it's not going away. So it's here to stay, and it is the future of medicine. Yeah, how much does it cost for that test, for the genetic testing and about, you know, ballpark? Yeah, so it does vary by which lab you use. (laughs) The beauty, again, is that Medicare, original Medicare pays for it, Uh Um, Medicaid pays for it, and TRICARE pays for it. Out of pocket, it's still pretty cheap because the test is a lifelong value. So it never never changes. (laughs) Exactly. It never changes. So cash price, I've seen anywhere from 350 bucks mm-hmm. to up to 500 But a lot of these labs, they have financial assistance to help people out who may not have the money for that to get it cheaper. So I've seen it as low as zero to sometimes 25 or even 100 bucks. Yeah, and I mean, that could actually save you money if you're taking a medication that's not working, <laughs> that you're yeah, telling exactly. you. Yeah, so, so You can actually save money. <laughs> exactly, especially if you spend two years taking the same med and nothing's working, you're changing day in, day out, and this guy's going tell you, hey, here's why. You're on something that was never meant for you to work, so let's okay. try something else. So, okay, yeah. it's it's been a wonderful, wonderful uh, talking to you, Delon. We, we have got to get you back on again and again because uh, you're our partner, but you're telling people something that can actually save their lives, protect them, and our veterans mm-hmm. out there and their families. So really, really uh, great that you're doing this. And geriatrics, I love the way that you did this because it's with the <laughs> RX, but it's G-E-R-I-T-R-X dot org. Go there and learn more about how to protect yourself and maybe save some money. There you go. There you go. And save pain and suffering. (laughs) 
I love it. That's exactly what we do. Appreciate you again having me, and really a pleasure to be here. Okay, thank you. And Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.